just have been yearning, yearning to like gaze out my window onto wild animals and fields and trees and not seeing fences immediately there. But it's been, you know, I feel like it's almost been a year of me acknowledging and experiencing the also like the grief in leaving this home because this home like especially for me like the depth of like Hartley in this home we moved into this home when I was pregnant with my baby Hartley who was then birthed in this home and died in this home so to like leave this space feels like I'm leaving you know a part of her these memories but I know I know that she's with me I know that she comes with me Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to 2022. Today is Friday, January 14th of 2022. <sighs> per usual, each time I press record, whether it's by myself with a first solo episode or when I'm interviewing someone else or when I'm guesting on another podcast, <sighs> I always get a little nervous and sense of anxiety and vulnerability uh, being heard and putting myself out there so I'm just gonna take a moment to take a breath maybe you want to do the same look around the space that you're in hmm all right If you are new here, this is the Heart of the Soul podcast, and I'm your host, Amana Faulkner. I'm going to be working from some notes today. I've tried it a couple different ways. We'll see. We'll see how the notes flow. Sometimes when I've recorded solo episodes without notes, I'm like, oh, but I forgot to say this and that and whatever. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. Um... This is a space where we remember what it means to be wild, human, and live, breathing life back into storytelling, bringing awareness to the changes our stories make over time. This is a safe place where we honor each other's differences and connect about that which unites us all. I am a woman, a creative entrepreneur, a mother, I am a keeper of both birth and death. I'm passionate about creating ceremony and supporting women to lead the lives of their dreams. I'm excited to be recording this solo episode today where I intend to do a bit of review from 2021 and maybe even a little further back as well as looking towards my hopes and dreams for 2022. So yes, most recently, my son, Odin, he just turned five at the end of December December of 2021. I can't believe he's already five. These years have like just zoomed by. My husband and I were just speaking about it last night as we like reflect back. We're like, we can't believe that we've been together for seven years. It's just feels like it's happened in this like warp speed and yet like you know looking at these baby pictures it's like it doesn't seem that far away and yet here he's this grown beautiful boy (sighs) ah yes 
I'm sure some of you out there can relate who have children. I know that I heard this from other parents before I had kids, but life kind of goes on warp speed after. So maybe this is just how it's going to feel from here on out. Or sometimes I wonder if it's the intensity of these younger years. Like I have a daughter who's a year and a half. So children at this age are super time intensive. So maybe the time passes, feels like it's passing quicker because of that, but time will tell. Um, I got my first gray hairs in 2021, which was exciting. I had been waiting for those little silver, silver strings to be integrated into my hair. Um, I was 38 when I had my first one. I just turned 39 in November and I'm looking forward to celebrating my 40th in 2022. I started hosting virtual gatherings for the first time. I started full moon and new moon circles and also some in-person gatherings, which I really enjoyed. I started this podcast in March of 2021, and here we are like 25 episodes later, which I'm super excited about. This has been like a huge thing for me, putting myself out into the world in this vulnerable way. When I worked previously as a registered nurse in palliative care, one of the main criticisms I received from my manager was that I didn't speak up enough, that I didn't talk enough, that I allowed other coworkers to speak more. So for me, speaking in this public way through this podcast is just like really big for me, but I feel like it's growing and opening up my throat chakra and, um, you know, also just shifting things in within me too, within my nervous system as well. Um, as I receive beautiful feedback from listeners and friends that, uh, the content that I'm sharing is transformative and nurturing and connecting for them. So that really, you know, just brings me back here to creating this podcast and this content for you all. Uh, I have been, oh, so there's this book called Herbal Rituals by a woman named Judith Berger. And I've had the book for a couple of years now, and I've read little bits and pieces. I love she has it like separated by month and it integrates like recipes, storytelling, history, connection, herbs, And um, especially this year, I feel like each time that I reread these writings, I have a different um, depth or breadth of like understanding to, to connect. And, you know, each year as I'm on this like herbalism path and I connect with more plants and different ones and new ways. And I love how this book, um, she just brings you right into the moment of the season, especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you're experiencing these distinct seasons the way that I am in this book and the way that she is in New York, where she is writing the book from. So yeah, loving, loving. I've been loving that book. I have participated in several rounds of the Jaguar work with Kimberly Ann Johnson this year, which I have just, it's been truly transformative. 
I've been following Kimberly's work for years and was nervous slash excited to like uncover and activate these parts of myself that I was unfamiliar with. If you don't know who she is, Kimberly Ann Johnson is a woman, a mother, a somatic experiencing practitioner, a sexological body worker, and so much more. She wrote the books The Fourth Trimester and Call of the Wild. And she's been doing these rounds of Jaguar. They have sort of different names each time. And it's work that like builds upon itself. And, you know, the first time you do the course, you absorb, you know, a certain amount, whatever, you know, where, depending on where you're at and what experiences you're going through at the time. And I have retaken the same course where she's reteaching some of the same tools, but always a slightly different way. And she uses her own, you know, share stories from her own life. And it's funny, I was hesitant to take part in her course earlier because I, I really prefer in-person learning and was deep in new motherhood and whatnot, but she then had this like mother Jaguar. I forgot she called it mother circle. And I was like, okay, that's the one. And that was the one that I jumped in on and then have done several since then. And my sister joined in on this last round of Jaguar, which has been really beautiful for us to have sort of this new language and understanding to communicate with. Um, like I said before, I've been very quiet for most of my adult life, worried about people's opinions and my beliefs offending other people. I've spent a lot of time caring for others professionally in submissive roles. And Kimberly's Jaguar work has helped me to tap into healthy assertiveness and aggression. Um, the tools that I have learned have brought me into expressing full body answers to those around me in ways that I didn't know how to practice before. This has been especially helpful for me with my children. You know, in the past, my son would ask me force, like, you know, can we do this or can I have that? And sometimes I would say no, but it wasn't in like a full body no, which he could feel and I could feel. And then, you know, he'd ask again because I didn't actually give him a full no. So really being able to like assert my full no and my full yes, like like full body no and the full body yes have been really important work that I have learned through her teachings. I love how she teaches us to like explore our own body. Like even though I'm a registered nurse and took anatomy and physiology and worked as a nurse for 10 years, examining other people's bodies, um, she teaches anatomy and your own self-awareness of your own body in just a really practical down-to-earth way demonstrating on herself where you can feel different parts of your body and inviting you to feel them, which I feel like in today's age, we're so much in our mind. And even though like I learned externally about the human body and the different parts and their names and where they are um, and how to palpate them on other people, like I was never encouraged in school or in nursing practicum to explore what that felt like on my own body. And so that has been a really beautiful awakening for me as I embody my body more. Um, I have also 
this year. And I guess probably for the last couple of years, but I continue to be just in love with Clarissa Picoult Estes series of spoken stories of women archetypes. If you haven't listened, they're amazing. They're on audible. Clarissa Picoult Estes, Pinkola, sorry, Pinkola Estes wrote the book, um, the women who run with the wolves, which is one of her most popular books, but these are a series of, they're not written out. They're only available as spoken stories. And so just the flow is different than a written book when it's someone speaking and speaking the stories out, which I am really drawn through drawn to, you know, one of the reasons that I have this podcast of spoken stories, because I feel like it's one of those like ancient ways of receiving wisdom and information that, um, we don't practice as much. So she has the, my current favorite right now I've listened to them all, but like, I tend to like go back and re-listen like as I'm folding laundry or packaging soap or things like that. And she has this one called the joyous body where she speaks so lovingly about the body, inviting us to interact with our body as well as the other living beings around us in new and precious ways. She tells of our blood as women and our unique system of circulating blood and that we, statistically speaking, shed over 13 gallons of blood in our lifetime as women which is just so incredible to reflect upon. She asks questions like what has been carved into you and what has been cut away? Uh, One quote I wrote down was that she speaks to is how deep runs her beauty as she gathers more years. And in a culture that is so focused on youth and beauty, being attached to that youth. I love how she speaks of the beauty of women and humans as they gather more years, that the body is a companion to the soul, heart, mind, and spirit. And remembering to like, thank our body for staying with us. Like, this is my same body that I was born with these feet that I have walked with for 39 years. Ah, just, yeah take a moment to let that sink in. She, Clarissa also speaks openly about, um, women's vulvas. I love, she calls it the such lovely silver vulva beard of women's vulvas that we all start out with different colors. And as women, we unite in silver as we age. So if you haven't checked out those spoken stories and you are enjoying these stories, I would be surprised if you did not also enjoy her stories. I have also been really diving more, especially in these last few months as my son turned five and um, more and more people in my sphere are asking about, what are you going to do for schooling? And I, you know, when he was younger, I was thinking homeschooling. And as I explore more 
um, some of the philosophies that Akila S. Richards shares through her book, Raising Free People, and her podcast and YouTube channel, Fair of the Free Child. I am diving deeper into questioning standardized schooling and exploring the idea that learning is innate and happens everywhere, not just in structured school or academic curricula enforced at home. So my husband and I have been having some beautiful conversations about that. I've been looking into the Alliance and some other resources as I explore offering my children self-directed learning and education as they, as they grow. Oh yes. Okay. Another big thing that has just occurred in my family is the death of our family dog, Jake. My husband, when I first met him in that very first moment, he had this dog, Jake, with him at his side. They have a deep, deep bond of love, connection, and partnership. And this last spring, we found out that this growth on his head was a cancer and that he, you know, was nearing the end of his life. He's he was already in the age frame of normal, natural death for similar dogs. So we have just been supporting him as this cancer grows to do what we can to make him comfortable and bring him, you know, beauty and joy in life where he can experience it. And this last Monday, Monday, he died. And so I've just been, you know, holding space and giving space to my husband, Owen, as he navigates this, the depth of this loss for him. And also, you know, explaining to my children, we speak very openly with them about death. You know, we didn't just say Jake went away. We said, you know, that Jake died and spoke about the fact that he was going to die and that we wouldn't be with him anymore, that he would, you know, be a spirit in that way. So, yeah, it's been a bit heavy as we like awaited his death. I think the anticipation can sometimes be really heavy as well. And there's been a, you know, a sense of relief now that we're not witnessing his suffering anymore and that we feel he's, you know, at peace in his own way. Um, so before I move forward to share more about 2022, I wanted to take a step back and share a little bit about like my journey before this podcast started and what my life was like and how, um, it's transformed over these couple of years. Uh, so I birthed my daughter, Charlotte in March of 2020, which was right as this whole global pandemic began. I remember like at, during my last weeks of work, we were just hearing about it in um, other places of the world. I had my last days of work, her, her, she was 40 weeks on the 16th. I was planning a home um, free birth already, but when sort of things start started to unfold and I had all these fears and the unknowns of what was going to happen, what was happening, like how dangerous is this, um, is COVID and having my 
mom who was going to come and be with me postpartum say that, you know, she's no longer comfortable doing that. So I was like, had been excited to have that like more supported postpartum. And yet as I neared birth, having the realization that it wasn't going to be that way, that we were going to be super isolated during my postpartum and during my birth. So that was big and, you know, but then I did birth her in our living room on the 24th of March in 2020. If you'd like to hear more about that, I'm going to record an episode that specifically speaks about her birth at some time, some point, but I haven't yet, but you can witness her, her birth and emergence into this world on my blog or on YouTube. I'll certainly put links below and I've written out a little bit about my journey towards her birth. But prior to her birth, I was working, as I said, as a registered nurse in palliative care. And although I had dreams of being a full-time entrepreneur, I anticipated returning to the consistency and safety in my eyes, like safety of um, that consistent income after my maternity leave. But after her birth, you know, I experienced complex grief and anxiety after my daughter was born. Part of that goes back to the birth and death of my daughter, Hartley. I I have shared about that in a podcast episode. You can, um, listen to that one or watch that video if you feel so called, And then I think, you know, all these feelings of grief and anxiety were also like magnified with the global pandemic and the isolation I was experiencing at the same time. I attempted to extend my maternity leave, but my work was not supportive of that. And I was not ready to give um, of myself in that way. Like I wasn't ready to go back and do that work. I was still in this like grieving, anxious state. And so I didn't feel like I could show up to my job as a palliative care nurse to people that are grieving and um, experiencing those big feelings. Uh, Or, you know, to be away from my daughter for full days at that time. So in the end, I left my job as a palliative care nurse. And as the month, as the months went by, we, you know, had enough, we were receiving some support. Um, my husband was working as a massage therapist. Um, and eventually, you know, months later, I began to have the capacity to begin working towards building my business as a creative entrepreneur again. I started this podcast in March of 2021, created virtual offerings continued crafting bath and body products, expanding those creations as I continue to explore herbalism and those plants, medicine that are available in my, in the area around me and growing some of our own. We grow calendula in our garden that we create this beautiful calendula salve that I use almost every day on myself, on my children. 
so wonderful. And luckily my husband loves, especially the part of selling our creations that he also started creating soaps and bath bombs and beard oils. And he would love to be the one to go to the farmer's markets and sell them, which for me, that worked beautifully because I needed, wanted to continue to be with um, my children and especially my young daughter, Charlotte. So we continued to be, to, you know, get by and, you know, my values and my goals in life continues, continue to change and evolve. You know, this time of having less money also helped us and me to like, realize, you know, that maybe I don't need as much. And I prioritize being at home rather than having more money and being away. And when my nursing license came up for expiration, which happens like on your birthday. So it was, you know, this last November 20th, after almost a decade of working as an RN and even more years working as an LPN and CNA within the medical system, I consciously and purposefully allowed my nursing license to expire knowing that deep down in my soul, being a part of the formal medical system is no longer something that aligns with who I am and who I want to be. One of the ways that I support women and offer support to women is to attend their births, even when they're choosing, um, not even when, but I support women choosing to birth without a medical attendant present the same way that I did. And, um, So for me, not having that license actually puts me, I feel, in a less, um, in a safer space because people might say, you are a registered nurse, so you think you can do X, Y, Z. But what I'm offering these women is not medical care. I'm offering them my wisdom and support as like a traditional um, traditional radical birth keeper attendant, like our ancestors offered to each other as sisters and women of the community. So with that, I'm declaring to universe creator that I know I'm meant to serve in different ways through authentic connection, ritual, storytelling. I am ready to receive the abundance for my, uh, for my gifts as I share them with the world. Yes. So I am excited and nervous to be stepping more and more into this as the months and years go on. Um, What is to come in 2022? I am developing new offerings virtually and in person. I'm dreaming up new ideas gatherings. I'm feeling called to create a centering circle where we can connect with ourselves and the world around us and remember our inner wildness. There will be more podcast episodes. I currently have three beautiful conversations that I have recorded with wise, unique women that are just waiting to be published. I might publish one at the same time that I publish this episode, which will air on the full moon. Um, I would love to hear what you as a listener would like to hear more of. Please send me a message or an email. 
and let me know what you'd like to hear. I am going to be diving deeper into the realm of unschooling as I learned from Akila about raising free people and becoming a free person myself. Because <sighs> she talks about that as well with her path and being an entrepreneur as well. Um, and oh, this is a big one. After years of being told by mediums and energy workers that I have seen and witnessed and gone to for their for their services, um, after years of them telling me and even strangers telling me that I have abilities, that I'm a shaman, that I'm a medium. And me like denying this or being, being scared, just, yes, you said that to me, but I don't believe that it's true. And now I'm beginning to believe in myself more, believe and trust and know like that some of these I've been experiencing different like ear ringing and flashes of images and words that I feel are spirit trying to convey a message to me. And I haven't learned the skills to like, um, interpret those. And so I am engaging with this. And I've also been a Reiki master. Like I've done energy work and learned these other tools, but there are these other ways that I feel like, spirit is asking me to look and learn. And so I am excited to be in Danielle Serenk's initiation circle that starts later this month. I am excited and nervous. Um, she has a podcast called Spirit School. She's I really connect with her energy and um, I suggest that if you are exploring this, these ideas within yourself that she has a lot of really beautiful content on her podcast that you can check out during this initiation circle. There are going, I'm going to be doing two practice readings a week with my peers, which I've never done a reading before. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm nervous, excited. Um, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, my husband and I have been talking about a lot more and have the intention to leave our current home for another one or, or perhaps for land that we can place or build upon a home upon, you know, our main goal in moving right now, we're sort of like right in the city. We have neighbors close. We love, you know, some of our neighbors, but we also have like a public alleyway and, you know, all these spaces that where people, we hear the cars driving by and I just have been yearning, yearning to like gaze out my window onto wild animals and fields and trees and not seeing fences immediately there. But it's been, you know, I feel like it's almost been a year of me acknowledging and experiencing the also like the grief in leaving this home because this home like especially for me like the depth of like Hartley in this home we moved into this home when I was pregnant with my baby Hartley who was then birthed in this home and died in this home so to like leave this space feels like I'm leaving you know a part of her these memories 
but I know, I know that she's with me. I know that she comes with me. Um, but yeah, I also, you know, I birthed all my babies within the walls of this home and my husband built this incredible heart shaped, raised flower bed out back. We've planted kiwi berries that are now fruiting a plum tree. Like we have also put, you know, love and energy into this home. And yet I know that this is not where my heart, my soul, my nervous system, I know would feel better out with more space between homes, between people. Um, I experience this every time I go to visit my in-laws out in Deer Park and get to just like sit even just in their field with space around me, space that I don't have in my own backyard. I would love to sit naked on the earth if I choose and have privacy and just be able to calmly commune and connect with the plants and the earth. And so, you know, we are envisioning this and manifesting this for this next year, um, whether it means us buying a piece of like raw land or land with a home, we are moving towards this more spaciousness in the land that we inhabit. And I envision enough land to host gatherings for women, space for grand fires, outdoor cooking, a yurt, um, space to dance and circle and share stories and have slumber parties. I am just, I, I love, I love, love gathering and circling with other women. And I would love to have the property to invite women of my community to come and like be together, together, together and connect and share and play. Hmm. So stay tuned to see what happens there. I am also passing the proverbial torch of my earthing Nova bath and body creations to my husband. I have slowly been like passing more and more things to him. But now, like a couple months ago, we had this big conversation where I'm like, no, really, like you, you know, like I could set down this bath and body products and not return to it. Although we would still always create products for ourselves because we love using our soaps. I love our shampoo bars, the salves, the bath bombs. Like we use them all the time. We use the beard oil every day. So not that we wouldn't create them for ourselves, but I am done creating them and focusing on them as my source of income. And I am really bringing a shift towards my women's work. If you don't know what I do, I work with women, both in person and virtually. I support you to discover your personal desires for life, helping you to find your voice, the language and actions necessary to move forward towards your goal. I specialize in the transformative time of pregnancy, birth, and motherhood with unique offerings for women during times of grieving and loss as well. I provide and create ceremony with and for women as a way for them to integrate and honor the full spectrum of life experiences. So that is going to be my focus as I allow my husband to take the reins on the bath and body stuff. And I'm more like his assistant in that role now where like, 
he has some new soaps that we don't have photos for in the new packaging. So like, I'm going to take those photos for him that then he's learning how to do like the Etsy stuff and um, how to respond to emails and reach out to people who are stocking our soap and all those sorts of things and apply to markets where I was the one doing the like applications to farmers markets. And he's taking that on and he's really excited about that and passionate about it. So that makes me excited as well. I am happy that he wants to continue on and I'm happy that it's creating the space for me to focus more on serving women, which also takes me to the fact that I have just started taking over inland doula care a business of a dear crone friend of mine. She actually encapsulated my son's placenta. And that is the main part of her business is encapsulating placentas. And so I have started encapsulating placentas as well. Although I've cared for women throughout their mothering experience and have prepared women's placentas as a friend, providing this as a service to my community is new. But I love how it just completely complements and goes along with my supporting women in their transition from maiden into motherhood. So, yeah, connecting to my ideal client in this new way. Um, I am excited for this upcoming full moon. The full moon's on Monday, which is when this will air. I'm hosting a small gathering in my home, which I've been doing for the last few months, which has just been really beautiful. I've wanted to connect more and more in person with women. And so we've been doing these full moon gatherings on the last full moon gathering at the end of our time in my home. We all, uh, one woman had brought up because several women in my circle there are doing cold plunges and I've been doing them as well. And so one of them was like, let's do one now. So then, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, we all got in our cars and went down to the river and got naked and waded into the cold river on the full moon and stood there and chatted together and experienced that ah, cold water therapy together, which was really beautiful this next full moon, I am creating a space for us to honor our root chakras and our wombs. I'm going to share some of Kimberly Ann Johnson's work with like holding our perineum and just how beautiful and um, nurturing that could be you know if you're a woman right now maybe even I have done it myself you can't see me in this video but I have reached down and placed my hand over my vulva and just it's it just comforts me and I feel the comfort in that. So we're, I've invited women to wear deep red, to wear reds. We'll be creating a sweet altar space of red and womb and creating this womb space. And we'll be speaking about our, our womb stories with each other. And I purchased some blood oranges because I saw them at Trader Joe's and was like, oh my gosh, yes. So I will be offering some blood oranges for women to 
consciously consume during our gathering as well. Um, what else? In 2022, I would also love to share more of my life's stories I have been reflecting on. I did Camino de Santiago. If anyone knows what that is, it's a 500-mile hike across Spain that starts in Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port in France that I did after I was an au pair in Paris for a year. I spent one Christmas in Israel slash Hanukkah, and I got to stay on my friend's boyfriend's mother grandmother's kibbutz um i have some beautiful stories to share of solo travels in greece my experience with melanoma skin cancer and navigating the medical system and some things that even as a registered nurse like i didn't know were truths like like when they tested me for like took the slide and the pathologist one pathologist said that it's melanoma and another one said that it wasn't. And how I thought that cancer was like a positive or negative, like you are, or you aren't, that there wasn't this ambiguity. Anyway, I'll go into a detail in its own episode. Um, I would love to share more about my mothering path. I would love to initiate uh, some YouTube lives. I would love to do a live music and movement perhaps a live Q&A where people can come and ask questions of birth, death, and life. I would love, again, to know what all of you listeners would like to hear more of. Please share with me. And yeah, I hope that you all are also excited for this year. I'm feeling like this is a good place to close. If you are a woman who knows you want something different and just aren't sure what steps you want to take next, I would love to work with you and support your personal journey towards the life that you want to live. I specialize in supporting women transforming from maiden into mother and love incorporating ceremony as a way for you to integrate and honor the full spectrum of your life experiences. If you could share this podcast or this episode with just one other person who you think could benefit from it, I would be so grateful. And I hope you are all feeling alive and hopeful for all that may come 2022. I'm looking forward to exploring this year and all the ways I can feel I'm growing and changing. So until next time, remember that we all gaze upon the same moon the moon that shifts the tides of all the oceans of the world. We are all connected. Be brave, be bold, be love, be you. And yeah, my website is earthingnova.love. And I also have another website now in lindulacare.com. So um love 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 to each and every one of you thank you for being here with me today for listening to these stories for supporting this podcast and um i'll talk to you again soon on the new moon